Hello, and welcome to Tea Time with Therese. Well, it's been a week, hasn't it? (laughs) So I'm going to just jump right into it and say that this episode today um, is going to be about finding peace and finding the beauty in things. And so go ahead and grab your cup of tea or coffee or whatever beverage you'd like. And let's, let's chat a little bit about this. I'm ready to go. So, um, so what made me think of this, I guess, because, um, there's been so much stress, stress and tension in these last few weeks, especially leading up to, um, the inauguration and such. And, um, I think it's hard for a lot of people to disconnect and find peace, especially with the restrictions that so many people are still under with not being able to have face-to-face conversations and, and, you know, just be able to hug our friends and our family and, and all these things that have kind of been stripped from us. And we've been left out here like little orphans trying to figure out how to, uh, nurture ourselves. And, um, and especially for those who have not been able to go to the Lord in the Holy Mass and receive the Eucharist, um, I would think it's especially hard for for those people, as I had that experience earlier with COVID. Um, and praise God, at least I'm able to attend Mass. So, of course, I would say the first and most important way to to bring peace into your life is through prayer and through the sacraments. And um, it's such a gift that um, God has given us. But outside of that, sometimes we need, I think, other things that allow us to um, be more physical, to kind of release that stress and tension um, that are also productive and, and are beautiful too sometimes. So so when in my younger years, I'll say like through, through probably the majority of, of my marriage and, and even when I was younger... Um, cooking and baking have always been my stress reliever. I grew up in, in a family that had a family run business. It was a bakery. So obviously and we're and I'm Italian. So, so food has been a big part of my life already and learning how to cook and learning how to bake, um, really came at a young age for me. And I've always been good at it. Um, it's just a gift that, that God has given me and I'm very grateful for that as is my family. Um, but I would, Often when I would feel a lot of stress or or when the kids were younger and they would just, you know, be on every last nerve or the house was completely destroyed, whatever the case may be, I would put myself in the kitchen and the family knew as soon as mom went in the kitchen, look out, back off, let her be. And I would just be in there whipping up, you know, chocolate chip cookies and breads and pies. And then I would, you know, cook a big pot of meatballs and sauce or whatever was on the menu. Um, and I would, a lot of times I'd spend the whole day there. And of course my family reaped the benefits of that because they got to eat all of it. By the time I was done cooking, I didn't even want to eat it. So, um, but I felt much better. Um, so it's always been, and I think there's something also, um, there's something especially about, um, baking, bread, like making, you know, making bread from scratch even. And, um, it's just, it's so connected, um, biblically connected, even, you know, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall not hunger. Jesus is saying, Hey, I'm essential, essential. You like that word? (laughs) I'm essential uh, for your life. And you, you need me, you need my nourishment. Well, um, we also need to nourish our bodies physically to be able to survive. And bread is the staff of life. It's, it's really a necessity for survival. Um, we can survive off of bread and water. So um, there's something really 
um, grounding and, and beautiful about um, um, kneading the dough and preparing that bread and baking it and knowing that um, you're going to nourish yourself in your family. Um, and just the fact that, that God has um, produced so many of these things that go into it, the seeds and the grain and the salt and all those things that he's given us um, in creation to be able to feed ourselves. So, um, and there's also something about kneading dough when you're stressed and you're just, you know, getting in there and, and just hitting it hard and, and it just releases like all this like anxiety and stress, you know, you're putting so much care and effort into it as well as taking out, you know, beating it up a little bit because you can, it's dough. So it's okay. Um, it takes a lot of strength and perseverance just as it takes a lot of strength and perseverance in our relationship with God. So very connected to spiritually what, why it's good for us as, as well. And um, so there's just, it, there's a beauty to that. And I love, I love being able to not just cook and provide that for my family, but also extend it to others and have a lot of people sitting around the table with us enjoying a meal together. And of course, during COVID that hasn't been as much of um a possibility as it usually is, but um, there is a beauty to that, and and feeding the body and feeding the soul simultaneously. I think it's just um, really, really beauty. It's beautiful. It's an act of love to be able to nourish ourselves and our families. Um, you know, sitting down for a meal, right, with your family, whether it's you and you know a spouse or or yourself and friends or you know, however your family is in this moment, um, you know, with your parents, you're sitting down, um, to be present with one another in that meal. And in in the way I look at that, it's, it's like practice to help us really be able to appreciate the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, you know, sitting around the family table, we're, we're practicing to sit around the table of the Lord at church to receive the Eucharist. So it's a good way to even connect that with um, younger children and, and trying to help them understand, um, you know, the bread of life, basically. Um, so there is, there's beauty, there's beauty, and there's stress relief for me. Now, I know I have a lot of friends who don't like to cook or bake. And to them, they're like, oh, that just makes me so stressed to even think about. Um, so I think it's important to find what it is that helps you relieve that stress. So it could be, um, you know, it could be cleaning. Cleaning is oh, I love to clean, and that's a huge stress reliever for me. But it could be cleaning. It could be, um, you know, washing your car, going for a run, reading a good book. Although I have to say, I still think the physical aspect is important. Reading a book, you're not really you know, doing any kind of physical activity as, unless you're maybe on your treadmill, reading a book as you're walking. Um, but something that, that helps like release that stress physically is important. Um, and it's different for everybody. But one thing I found with COVID, um, is that when COVID came along, I thought, okay, well, I love being in the kitchen and I continue to do so and started, you know, baking even more than I used to. And, and of course, putting on the COVID-19 pounds because of all the eating we were doing, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't really helping me relieve the stress in the same way. So, um, I will just say before going into this, I have a, a brown thumb. I, it's not green. There's no green in my thumb at all. In fact, it's brown going on black. It's dead. Like, okay. Like I've killed 
I've killed rubber plants. I mean, <laughs> literally, like I am not, I am not good with plants. I am not a gardener. I've never been. Many of the women in my family have been very good at it. I just, I think, never had the patience or the confidence in it. And honestly, sometimes with, with having, you know, when the kids were younger and having, trying to have house plants, I couldn't even, it, it was enough for me to remember to feed my children, let alone feed a house plant. So <laughs> that just wasn't an option. Um, but one day I was standing outside um, at the very beginning of when COVID first happened and I was looking at the yard and, and it was actually more, it came from a feeling of, I think, initially panic thinking, oh my goodness, what if we can't provide food for our family because the store is shut down? So there was like this little bit of like panic almost that, that inspired me to say to my husband, well, why don't we, why don't we try a couple pots, you know, out in the yard and we'll plant some seeds and see what happens. And so, um, that's what we did. And it's actually funny because he was really excited about it too. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water there. Um, so we started with a few pots. We, we planted some tomatoes, some herbs. I think we planted a pepper plant. Some in Our basil did amazing. Um, but we started with that. And each day we would go out and, you know, kind of look at it and see the progress. And um, then that turned into a few more pots. And then that turned into, well, why don't we redo some of the yard and build beds so that we can actually plant enough to sustain us? So then the kids became involved because we needed help with it. We had to build some structures. We had to lay down, you know, dirt and gravel and, and you know, weed killer and all this other stuff. Um, so it really became like a family project, which was was really great because here we are, you know, bouncing off the walls and everyone, there's a lot of tension. We can't go anywhere. And so this yard that we barely used to touch, it was literally like, not to be gross, but it was like the dog's bathroom basically became this beautiful oasis to us. So um, it wasn't just about being able to plant things to eat. It was about, there was hope involved with it. Cause as you see the plant's kind of coming to life and growing, it just, it, it made me so hopeful. It made me hopeful, like, wow, that, you know, life is going on. Things haven't just stopped. It's not just dead in the world, you know? Um, so there was just this psychological nurturing it was doing at the same time. And we really, um, and my husband as well, like really, um, loves going out and seeing how the tomatoes are growing and turning colors and, and, you know, just watching everything bloom and um, seeing the butterflies come and a hummingbird and all the bees like pollinating it, um, it really, really is a beautiful thing, especially for him as a, as a city guy, like this would never have been on his radar, but we were able to make it happen. And um, there's something really um Going out and tending to a garden, you know, you're, you're picking the weeds and you have to water and, you know, if the plants are kind of feeble or, or too light, you have to use something to help hold them up to support them so they can grow. And isn't that so much like how our relationship with God is, you know, um, we're picking the weeds out that, you know, 
the weeds being sin, you know, picking that out and, and we need to be, to be held up, you know, sometimes by the Lord, we need, we need that, you know, arm to hold us up when we're too feeble or frail or weak. And then we need to be nourished. We need to be fed, you know, we need to be fed by the Eucharist, um, just like the plants need water. So there's so much, um, connection to, uh, the spiritual life in something like a garden, um, just as there is in cooking. And, um, it really kind of helped me disconnect from a lot of the other stuff happening and really just focus on the beauty of this, of this garden that we created, but could never have done without the Lord, because God has provided all of those, the seeds and the dirt and all these things to make it happen, the sunshine, the rain, everything. And, um, and this is what we need right now. We need this in our lives because, you know, the world is an ugly place sometimes. And and I think we are dwelling too much on the ugliness and the things that take our peace away. And it's important for us to find something that provides that peace to us so that we can continue on. Um, there's a quote that I found from St. Paul of the Cross, and I think it's really beautiful. I just want to read it now. Let everything in creation draw you to God. Refresh your mind with some innocent recreation and needful rest. If it were only to saunter through the garden or the fields, listening to the sermon preached by the flowers, the trees, the meadows, the sun, the sky, and the whole universe, you will find that they exhort you to love and praise God, that they excite you to extol the greatness of the sovereign architect who has given them their being. Isn't that beautiful? Because that that's really what it is. God has given us everything and we we can praise him for all this beauty that he's given us by way of just a garden for food, for the things that for, for family and friends and all these things that God has just provided in our lives that if we can step back from all the ugly stuff and just look at what surrounds us, a beautiful night sky, a setting sun, you know, a butterfly, a bird, even though it might be annoying sometimes, you know, it's still created. It's still something beautiful that God has given us. Um, and, and, and this is another quote I wanted to read by St. Alphonsus Liguori because um, it has a similar, a similar take. When we see a beautiful object, a beautiful garden, or a beautiful flower, let us think that there we behold a ray of the infinite beauty of God who has given existence to that object. Amen. Like, that's, that's exactly it. He has given existence, just like he, like we by extension, even look at each other that way. And, you know, the dignity of each person and the beauty of each person and, um, that all coming from God. And so I'm, I'm not the best gardener still. I'm squeamish. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I stuck my hand in this, in this bed of flowers and I touched a really, really, really gross bug. (laughs) It was like, it was not pleasant. I screamed and jumped and and then I went back and took a picture of it because it was it was so gross. I had to take a picture. But I've been able to let a lot of those things go. Like um, you know, I had all these caterpillars, but I knew they were going to turn into butterflies, so I thought, okay, 
they can stay on that dill plant over there and I'll just plant a new one so that I can keep them there and they can turn into butterflies because I want butterflies in my garden. So it's taking all those like even those kind of icky things that we don't like and reminding ourselves that there's beauty in them as well. So I would say what I what I would offer to you is that um my advice would be to find to find something that brings you peace but reminds you of the beauty that God has placed in this world. And it doesn't have to be extravagant and it doesn't have to be um food related. It's just something that allows you to push out all that kind of tension in in darkness and replace it with something beautiful, something that God has brought into your life. And, you know, like I said, if it's exercise and, and there's beauty and sweat, there's, there's definitely beauty and sweat. It's, it's good to work hard and to sweat, you know, I mean, find, find whatever it is that brings you to that and try to make it a routine in your life. Don't just do it once and say, okay, I did that and, and just go back to the computer, the news, whatever, and just get kind of swallowed up in that stress again make it something that's part of your life. So make it realistic. Maybe it's a little window plant. Maybe it's knitting. Maybe it's um, hitting golf balls into the forest or whatever it is. Um, Find that. And I think you'll find that when you have brought that into your life and, and you find that peace and you find that beauty, it definitely affects the people around you as well. So, um, and it encourages them to do the same. So I think this is how we bring ourselves back to some kind of, um, quote, normalcy is um, to we have to bring it home. We have to bring it interior close by. Um, if we can't go out and do this in the world, we first start where we are, always bringing the Lord into it. You know, as you're kneading the dough, for instance, you know, thinking of God, having a conversation with him or the blessed mother, you know, or praying, you know, doing like your, your rosary or, or whatever it is, um, that helps you reflect on him while you're, you're going through these actions, because then it becomes everything that you do becomes a prayer. And isn't that really what God desires is for everything in our life to be a prayer to him in one way or another. So that is my tea time today. Um, I hope that you will find something to bring you peace and to um, help you appreciate the beauty around you. And until next time, God bless you.